I'm George Faust. And I'm Madeline Adams. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY presents Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Well, hello, Acadiana. Happy Sunday to you. Welcome into Inside Cajun Nation. I'm Madeline Adams. Sports Director George Faust will join us later in tonight's show. But we are in that time of year where basketball season is coming to a close and softball and baseball season, well, they're taking off. And we're covering it all. And we'll talk about UL softball and baseball as the Cajuns played in some tournaments this weekend, home and away. And UL basketball will get the latest on them as they approach the Sun Belt Tournament. All that and more on Inside Cajun Nation. But first, Raging Cajuns softball, the matchup with number two Alabama, closed out Louisiana's season opening seven game homestand on Thursday night. UL sent Megan Shorman to the circle to start. And in the top of the first, Alabama got on the board. Kaylee Toe hits a towering shot to right field. A two run home run for Bama. They take the 2 0 lead. The Cajuns didn't really scratch the surface of their potential, although Shorman gets a strikeout there of Bailey Dowling. Bama's scored seven runs in the third inning as the Tide win 9-1. The Cajuns moved back in the win column on Friday, sweeping their first two games of the Youngsville Mardi Gras Mambo Tournament. Day two of the tournament featured matchups against Portland State and Lipscomb. Jerry Glasgow's squad trying to earn two more wins before facing Alabama again on Sunday. We'll start in the second inning. The Cajuns with a 4-0 lead. Kayla Falterman on third. Maddie Hayden hits one down the right field line and Falterman runs home. Hayden makes it all the way to third safely. UL up 5-0 now, and that would be all for the second inning. Bottom of the inning, pitcher Sam Landry started in the circle. She goes four and one-third innings, eight strikeouts, four earned runs. So in the third inning, runners on second and third, Taylor Roman sends this one all the way back. It would stay in, but that's a sack fly, bringing Jenna Keene across the dish. UL would go on to win that one 11-6, the final. And in the second game of the doubleheader against Lipscomb, the Raging Cajuns score 11 runs again, this time holding the Bisons to just three. So it was a run rule win after six innings. It's like I told the kids, I see so much talent, I see so much potential, but we're nowhere near what we want to be in May. And we're learning. Like we, learned, we ran the bases, I thought, really well today and didn't pay much price for it. I think we got caught stealing once, but... We, we took bases after bases, both, you know, stealing bases, and we took extra bases, running the base pass, and they're starting to get a real good feel for how to be a nightmare on the bases without being um, stupid on the bases. And, uh, and, and so I thought that was a good thing that we did. Uh, offensively, you know, I think we had 20-something hits probably. I think we had 26 or 28 hits in the triple header. That's always good when you're playing Division One competition, but, you know, that. We just, we're not where we want to be. We want to get so much better. To college baseball, the Raging Cajuns hosted their first midweek game on Tuesday, a matchup with in-state rival Southeastern. The Cajuns fresh off a series win over top 25 opponent UC Irvine to start the season. Bottom of the first, two on base. Carson Rockfort sends a line drive through the middle, and that scores Kyle DeBarge and Max Marshock. So Louisiana takes a quick 2-0 lead in the third. Southeastern responds. Bases are loaded for the Lions, and Shea Thomas drops one in the center field gap. One run scores. This one was tied after nine, so we go to the 10th, and here's the walk-off from C.J. Willis deep to center field, and Jonathan Brandon crosses the dish. The Cajuns win 6-5 to five in extras. To have the energy that we have out here right now, these kids, are, it's getting contagious. They're feeding off of it. 
and uh, you know, look, they just like to play and never press, never got down, and we had a tough night, right? There was a lot of freebies going on out there tonight, uh, but we just find a way to win, man. That feels good, but uh, we couldn't do any of that without anybody. <laughs> And in the Round Rock Classic this weekend, the Cajuns dropped the first two games. The first coming from number six, Stanford, a 5-1 loss. And then on Saturday, a 12-4 loss to Indiana. Coming up next, Gary Broadhead squad earning a first round bye in the conference tourney. Here from the Cajuns after the break on Inside Cajun Nation. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back. On Saturday over at EK Long, UL women's basketball playing for the number three seed and the first round bye in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. A win in the regular season finale against Georgia Southern would give them just that. The Eagles entering Saturday's matchup winning six of their last seven games. Destiny Rice gets the scoring going for the Cajuns. The triple it's good as UL takes an early lead. And then this time, Rice inbounds it to LCA product Tamara Johnson. She drains the tray. Johnson led the team in points with 16, also a 12 board, so a double-double. But in the second and third quarters, Georgia Southern goes on a 31-7 run. Deja Holmes knocks down the three there, makes it a five-point game. Cajun still with the lead, but in the third, the Eagles take the lead. Simone James from beyond the arc, solid there. Georgia Southern leads by three. Maymay Holman, two of her 13 points there. As UL regains the lead in the last few minutes, Cajuns up by two on the Eagles' last possession. No good. So UL escapes with a 56-54 win over Georgia Southern, earning the three seed and the bye. Head coach Gary Broadhead says the team has been battling some fatigue, and it'll be nice to get some extra rest before the tournament. My approach was, hey, we got to get this win so we can don't we don't play till Friday. We, you know, and we one less game. So I think it's huge, man. I think really, and it did go show the fight that they had. And it's our program. You know, we we made we got the win with stops, and that was that was big. It was huge. I mean, we were tired. We didn't not mm, we've been complaining that we've been tired. You know, playing back to back practicing, and our legs is just fatigued, like everyone said. So we needed a rest. We needed rest. The men's basketball team on the road this weekend facing the Georgia squads. First up on Wednesday, the Cajuns won their third straight with a victory over Georgia Southern, 82-69 the final. But on Friday, Louisiana fell to Georgia State, 65-58. UL earns the eighth seed in the conference tourney and will face number nine UTA on Thursday. Next, sports director George Faust sits down with Louisiana golf head coach Theo Sliman. Hear that conversation after the break right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Hi, hello, and welcome back into Inside Cajun Nation, everyone. George Faust, always a pleasure to have our guest here. This is UL golf coach Theo Sliman and coach Thanks so much for the time. Obviously, uh, we enjoy talking to you. Now that golf is, is kind of golf, getting back to golf season a little bit, so uh, kind of the excitement of, uh, of college golf. I, even I, this, this is how much it is golf season. I actually went and played golf. Nice. I didn't do too well, <laughs> but I did play. <laughs> nice. It, it, I got out there. But uh, you guys are back in the swing of things, so to speak, as well. We are. Uh, yeah. Just wrapped up uh, Mobile Tournament, uh, turn, uh, the uh, Mobile Intercollegiate, mm -hmm. and uh, – how, how did that go? And uh... yeah, well, well, thanks for uh, thanks for having having me on. Uh, always always enjoy the support you give us. Uh, Mobile Mobile was a, a slap in the face with the old wet towel. Uh, whew. 
Not, uh, not the way we were anticipating starting our, our spring campaign, um, as you alluded to. Um, no, the field was, field was, it was prime for the pickings with a, with a strong, uh, strong field there. A lot of opportunities in, in Cajun golf's bottom part of the lineup really did not take care of business, plain and simple. Um, you, can't, you can't have a, a fourth year guy and an a, a, a All-American transfer uh, perform the way they did. And, and it's unfortunate in team golf, you know, you got to add up, add up four scores uh, and individually count. So um, they'll respond. Uh, really like what I saw in their eyes uh, coming home. Uh, in the van, uh, eyes of determination, not eyes of defeat. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm anxious, anxious to see how that how that response is. Yeah, it, it, do you think there was uh, any kind of rust? Is that what? what what's the, you know? It, it seems like you know. I guess October was the last tournament no, play. Uh, yep, yeah, I, I wouldn't. Right? No rust. They, they shouldn't have had that. Shouldn't have George, been you've known me <laughs> that, that, that I'm. I, I do not do well with excuses. I understand. Um, they were prepared. No doubt, um, we, we, we did a very intense job of preparing. They, they, they didn't execute. Gotcha. Uh, and, and, and that's where, that's where you know, we sit down and talk a little bit about it after, uh, post, when we get back home. And uh, I, liked what I, I liked what I saw in their eyes. I liked what I heard from them, from a plan, uh, individually, particularly the ones that didn't perform to par, not, no, <laughs> no pun intended, but uh, I liked what I saw in their eyes. I liked what I saw with their self-reflection, honesty, um, taking ownership. Maturity is what that is. You know, in the past, that same player maybe as a freshman would have had a bunch of excuses and might have said that I was Rust, rusty yeah, coach yeah. or my equipment wasn't here or the weather was here. I had bad luck. Th these, these, these guys did not. They took ownership saying, you know, um, I, I need to change some things. Uh, it tweaked some things, and, and more importantly, they they had excitement with uh, how to say excitement with the uh, the, the challenge yeah. to, to to redeem themselves. Now that's a that's a good thing as that's, a coach. You you yeah. want to see that, right? Absolutely. And, and that, so the the right. next time you guys have a shot uh, it, to to get back out there and compete is in, in Vegas, I guess, uh, or at the I guess it's in Nevada. It's not. Is it's, it technically yeah, Vegas. It's it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's around. Vegas. It's around. Yeah, the airplane will land in Vegas. <laughs> the golf team will not be in Vegas. You, you'll be at McCarran, but you will these, not no, be staying these, there. These 19, 20, 21 year olds will not be staying um, on the strip. I might gotcha. take them down to eat one night just to see it and observe it. But uh, yeah, we're playing at Lake Las, Lake Las Vegas, which is about 20 miles south. It's uh, a Jack Nicklaus design, oh, cool. um, Reflection Bay, beautiful golf course. Uh, and actually, ironically, not ironically, but the host is a conference school, Coastal Carolina. Okay. And Jim Guerin over there, the coach there, has a connection out in Las Vegas. And so it, it's a really, uh, really looking forward to this event. Mixed field, have some conference teams there, but have some Big Ten teams, have some West Coast teams. And uh, really, really excited to see, uh, to get, get, on, get back on the road. Lineup's going to change, obviously, yeah. you know, when you have a, 12th out of 14th place finish, and you have a couple of players finish in the bottom 10% of the field, you're gonna switch, we're gonna switch up the lineup, give some guys some opportunities, and, and ultimately, ultimately, uh, see, hopefully gonna see most of the guys play prior to the Louisiana Classic. So yeah. that'll, be, that'll be healthy for the team. You bring up the Louisiana Classics, and uh, uh, you talk, uh, talk about uh, an event that uh, people get a chance to go watch some college golf. It's really kind of, it's a cool thing to watch because mm -hmm. you see these young men and they're competing and, and not only is it, is it they're competing, but they're competing against 
uh, some of the top teams in the country, and you guys do a great job with this Louisiana Classics. Oh, yeah. uh, it said what, like two and a half weeks? It'll we'll, be in the we'll, middle of March. Yeah, and yeah, I'm gonna gonna lean on you to promote it a little bit because yeah, a lot of you know a lot of people are, are not say intimidated, but they don't realize one, it's free. Come out. It doesn't cost to come. Uh, secondly, Monday you can have free lunch <laughs> when you come because former players cook a nice pastalaya for everybody, all the spectators. But uh, 37th annual uh, Louisiana Classics. It's the third longest consecutive Division One college tournament in the country, and uh, this year it's it'll be my 14th. And, and I tell you this, George, it's the best field I've ever we've ever had. Yeah. Uh, your alma mater, number 10 in the country, is coming. Ole Miss. We have LSU, top 25 in the country, and, 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 and you know, you know the, the Vermilion in white loves an opportunity to play against the purple and gold. Yeah. Um, Texas A&M is another SEC school. Mississippi State, another SEC school. Then we throw in Kansas uh, State, and then we throw in Michigan, and we throw in down the road historical powerhouse University of Houston. To say the least, just that handful right there is, an, is enough yeah. in itself. And then we have the usual suspects that we see, the you know, top teams, uh, mid-majors as Sam Houston, uh, conference foe, Little Rock is going to join us, um, North Texas, uh, UTSA, Illinois State. So, yeah, it, it's a great field. Uh, probably going to see out of the 94, 92 players we're going to have, you're probably going to see about 20 of them inside the top 100 in, in, in the country. Um, which that, that's an easy kind of recipe to say is that that's future All-Americans this year and those future All-Americans are future PGA Tour stars. So uh, we've had a long history of, of, of a lot of great players that have come through and we have the number one player in the country uh, going to be playing for, for your alma mater, uh, Ole Miss. Um, will be there and uh, Suber is his last name, Jackson Suber. And uh, so, yeah, so guys can come out and support the Cajuns, obviously, first and foremost. <laughs> you know, uh, let's not get starstruck with who's coming, right? Because uh, I have a lot of confidence in this group. To, and, and when we get, the, we get the right five here for, for Raging Cajuns golf clicking, um, bring them on. It'll bring be, on Ole Miss. Be, bring on LSU. Bring on Texas A&M. Uh, we, we're, we're quite confident that our, our talent can compete. All right, Coach, don't go anywhere. We're going to come back with Coach Theo Sliman as we talk more Raging Cajun golf. I, I got a couple more questions on Louisiana Classics. Plus, we'll uh, talk a little bit about some of the players that he's excited about uh, when it comes to this spring season. That's coming up in 90 seconds when we return on Inside Cajun Nation. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks so much for staying up and sticking with us. Theo Sliman is our guest, the head golf coach at the University of Louisiana. And Coach, uh, we were, when we left, we were talking about uh, Louisiana Classics. Uh, one of the things I think is so cool about uh, this area and, and, and this unique community is, is the fact that, you know, people support local. They really do. I mean, when, even if it's the, the uh, Chittimacha Louisiana Open, People like to go to that. It's your tournament. Uh, what what kind of support uh, have you seen, and do you need to make it a successful event? You said this was a thirty-minute segment. I, <laughs> I could I could use well, all the whole of, show is thirty I, minutes. I could use yeah. all of your thirty minutes just to th just to thank the support <laughs> that that we get. It's incredible, and you're absolutely right. The the golfing community in South Louisiana, uh, with the you know we we're we're the week week of the Louisiana Open as well. Uh, so South Louisiana is going to get its feel of golf yeah. starting on Sunday with the Louisiana Classics and going through the next Sunday with, uh, with the Chittimacha Louisiana Open there. So 
Um, no, it, it, we, we're overwhelmed with the amount of support we get. You know, we, we're unique with our tournament. Uh, the practice round is a, is a collegiate AM where we have five supporters putting up a hefty penny to play with five uh, collegiate golfers. And they have kind of little, little, like a college AM or a pro-AM yeah. uh, atmosphere. And we have, you know, the, the Mr. Mosing and Mr. Smith and Mr. Tebow and Mr. Finch and these guys. They, they come together and cook, you know, I can't remember how many pounds of meat they cooked. <laughs> it was, it was ridiculous. The amount, um, something else that's unique uh, to, to the Louisiana classics is uh, we're, we're on t TV on ESPN plus. Right. So uh, a huge thank you to, um, to Dan McDonald and Gerald Broussard. Right. Uh, and then our, our sports crew b back at, at, at uh, the Cox building for running for, masterminding that but uh, Dan and Gerald have done a tremendous job they really do their homework uh, they, they prepare greatly for it and their goal their goal every year is to to cover each and every player now we have 92 players in the field so that that's a lofty goal right. in a matter of three rounds of golf but they they manage to do it every year they, they yeah. cover every kid and it's neat for these kids I mean they're coming from all over the world right and so you got a mom and dad a grandma grandpa sitting in London England uh, you know, anxiously watching their son, their son or grandson compete. That, that's, that's pretty special. I'm proud of that. Very, very proud and very uh, honored to, to have that support there with that. Uh, yeah, the, and you, you talk about uh, it, it being on TV, which we have talked about before, but the most unique thing about it, I mean, it's not that it's on TV. I mean, now everything's on TV, but the cool thing about the way you guys do it, or, or you started it, basically. Yeah. It was the first collegiate golf event yeah. of its kind on any kind of broadcast. Yep, absolutely. They, started, the streaming started. I can't remember how. That's a while seven back, seven or eight yeah. years ago, uh, when it was. Yeah, it was. It was very. Now you see a lot more, but right. back then it was. It was. It was one of the first, and then, and then the conference kind of saw it, and and and. Wait, good idea. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Let's do it. Uh, so yeah, but the the support and then Oakbourne. I mean, the, you know, the, let, let's give credit where credit's due. Mm -hmm. This tournament's been out at Oakbourne, just like Le Triumph is shutting down to its members for the Chittimont, for the Louisiana Open. Oakbourne shuts down and and really puts out the red carpet for, for these teams and coaches and and, and players. So uh, I can tell you this, uh, you know, and, and I, you can go and poll. Uh, all, most of the kids that compete in the Louisiana Classics and ask them, what's your favorite tournament of the year? What's one of your favorite? And I would say nine times out of ten, the answer is going to be the Louisiana Classics. Yeah. Um, a guy who is no stranger to uh, the Cajun way and Cajun hospitality is, is one of your golfers. It's Eli Ortego, and he's been able to kind of catapult himself into uh, a position where he's catching people's eye. Uh, what do you like about him, and, and where do you see him, him moving from here? Well, he, he's obviously a tremendous talent. And, and beyond, now I can say, multiply his talent by 10 is the, is the heart and the, and the maturity, that, the character that that young man has. He's a, you know, he, he's a pleasure to coach. He's a, beyond coaching, he's a pleasure just to be around. And um, he challenges me. I learn from him as much as he learns from me. Um, and... and He's had, yeah, he's came in, you know, in the fall. A lot of people don't realize golf is, is a fall and a spring sport. But right. he just came off of Mobile where he, he had a career best, uh, three rounds under par. The first time he's, he's done that in, in his young, young, young career. Uh, we'll see a lot more of that, I can assure you. Um, and out of six tournaments, that's his third top ten. So 50% of his tournaments, he's finished in the top ten. Nice. Um, 
he, he has a tremendous, tremendous upside. The boy is a competitor. He loves to compete. Uh, and I'll say this, uh, you, you, it, it's rare, not say rare in an individual sport, but Eli finished sixth. Could have won the tournament. He, he, his putter, I don't want to say his putter let him down. I told his dad, his dad was there and mom was there. I said he had Visqueen on the, on the cup. Uh, he putted well, they just didn't go in. And, and so he, he was, he was in contention. He was close to winning. Uh, obviously he had some success, you know, finishing sixth as a freshman in that field is, finishing sixth as a senior in that field is, is, is remarkable. But he was still dejected that the team finished 12th. Mm. And that shows, that shows a, a, a tremendous, a, a lot about the character and the team aspect of that young man. Sure. Uh, from, a, from a golfing standpoint, he's got all the shots. Got all the shots, uh, got a short game that, is, that, is, that needs a little bit tweaking, you know, at, at times. Um, obviously with, say, the cold putter at times, but that's golf. I mean, right. if you win your money 80%, 80% of your money is won 20% of the time on the PGA Tour. So um, the consistency that he's displayed already is incredible. Hmm. And then the length. These, this, this kid, he was hitting drives 340 yards. And we're not <laughs> talking, it's February, George. Yeah. The ball's not like hitting concrete and running. It, it's, it, it's, it's booming it, it, out there. It, it, and it's yeah. soft. The yeah. ground's soft. And he's he's very powerful player. Uh, anyway, he, he's one to watch. Yeah. He, he's, he, will be, he will be in the runnings for what I anticipate as both an all-conference player and, and uh, freshman of the year. Uh, the last time we had that was Fernando Cruz, if you remember Fernando. Uh, so that was 2016-ish. Um, gotcha. So it, it'd, be, it'd be nice to... Nice to see some of that, but most importantly, uh, Eli just—he's he, here. He, he loves to—he loves to compete, and and the boy has a—he has a goal to play the PGA Tour, and and he's here. He's—he—the he, learn and apply, learn and apply is a message that we try to send, and and he's really bought into, to to learning and applying. Uh, so we're coming up against it, but uh, one last thing—an uh, interesting—you uh, you kind of have a nice uh, addition to your. Uh, staff, if you will, oh, yes. Uh, with, yes. with regards to uh, a, a newcomer. Tell me about uh, that kind of quickly, though, as, as we're, we're winding down here. Well, in the, as in sports, you know, Major League Baseball is in a lockout. Right. Um, and so the, the, the owners, and, owners and players are kind of having a tiffy. And, and, and someone local to Lafayette and local to Louisiana, uh, Andy Sheets, uh, former, former LSU, played for Skip Bertman at LSU, won, the, won a national championship for Skip, if I'm not mistaken. And the early 90s. Um, he's a member at Oakbourne, great, great golfer, loves to the game, uh, played, had a long career uh, both in the, in the major leagues and then ended his, his career nicely in, out, out in Japan. He's a scout for, for his former team and, and he, he has nothing, he can't scout right now because they're in a lockout and Andy kind of came to me and said, hey, I'm kind of looking to do something, you, you need some help. It's like, absolutely, your, your mind, your, your champion mindset, and, 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 and the stories that you have of, of where he's come from. So he's, he's traveled, traveled with us to Mobile. He's going he's gonna to travel with us to, to, to the next tournament, to Las Vegas. Uh, he's in the locker room with us a lot of times and, and telling some stories about, you know, not only his experiences, but, I mean, you think about it, he, he's been around Ken Griffey Jr. He, you know, he's, he's been on some teams with some, some yeah. greats. So he, he knows uh, he has a, a champion mindset and uh, – it's really exciting to, to have that be a part of our, our program. Excellent. I thank you, Coach. George, thank you. All right. That's Coach Theo Sliman. Thanks so much for your time. And uh, 
That's going to wrap it up for this edition of Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.